Life is about attaining different goals, including financial ones. Whether it's saving for your first home, first car, your family, or retirement, you need to know how to get there. Welcome to All About Goals with host Tom White. Join Tom and his guest experts who will help you get there faster and the right way. Now, here is Tom White. All right. Hello. Thank you for joining our show, uh, All About Goals. Um, your host, Tom White. Today's episode, uh, we'll be talking about investing in climate change. And what I mean by that is in terms of identifying investment opportunities uh, uh, that are you know, presented by the fact that lots of capital and energy and resources, uh, uh, intellectual property are going into solving problems uh, generated by uh, climate change. And you know, just uh, recently with the infrastructure bill uh, that President Biden uh, has proposed, there's a lot of components in there that deal with climate change. And so yeah, over the next five, 10 plus years, I believe that uh, there will be uh, opportunities that don't exist today as a result of new technologies uh, um, and new business models that are developed from the fact that there are major issues and problems that need to be solved and addressed as a result of climate change. So in in today's episode, we'll kind of break it down based on one kind of understanding what exactly is climate change. I think a lot of people uh, may not fully understand or get confused because of, of all of the, uh, you know, discussions uh, about it, uh, both uh, from those that, that, uh, you know, understand it uh, and are big proponents as well as those that don't necessarily uh, uh, believe or understand it fully. Uh, But, you know, make no mistake, uh, uh, it is happening and everybody will be impacted. In fact, I believe it's going to be the single greatest issue that the next two generations of Americans and people worldwide will have to deal with. Um, And so you're seeing a lot of uh, you know, a, a lot of uh, momentum, a lot of uh, discussions around this. And on the business side, in terms of looking at how companies are, are g- trying to minimize being affected by these changes, uh, you know, whether it's weather, uh, whether it's uh, in terms of distribution, cost, uh, uh, you know, raw materials, you know, businesses are being affected and will continue to be. And so they're trying now to look at, okay, how can we minimize these disruptions as well as for other businesses, how do we capitalize on opportunities? Uh, so we'll talk about kind of the general framework around what climate change is. And then uh, in the second segment, we'll talk about what sectors and industries uh, are affected as well as where opportunities there may be. Uh, because it, the, the thing about climate change is it's not just one area. It's not just energy, for example. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll affect transportation. It'll affect even food as well as obviously technology. And then in the last segment, we'll talk about some specific companies uh, that, you know, that are already 
uh, involved in addressing solutions uh, dealing with this and and taking advantage of of the you know the momentum as well as the the interest uh, um, you know, that are that's starting to to really uh, uh, gain a lot of attention. So so to begin with, yeah, the the whole issue with climate change is that. Since the start of the Industrial Revolution in the late 1800s into the 1900s, you know, uh, from, from coal to you know, uh, fossil fuels, there, there's a lot of, of carbon dioxide, CO2, that's, that's created and discharged into the atmosphere. And over the last 100 plus years, you know, the, the planet has been able to absorb that uh, but in probably the last 15 to 20 years, uh, we've come into a tipping point where the planet is no longer able to absorb you know, what's known as excess uh, CO2. There's you know, roughly about 51 billion tons uh, of carbon dioxide. We'll use carbon dioxide as kind of the, the, the baseline. There are, there are other gases like methane and so on uh, that contribute to it, but this is the most common and, and, and the easiest to understand uh, is carbon dioxide. And so every year, roughly, uh, you know, all the industries across the world uh, generate about 51 billion tons of CO2 into the atmosphere. And the, the goal over the next 30 years by roughly 2050 is to try to get yeah, that uh, to not only be decreased, but hopefully as well have you know, uh, zero excess CO2. And you're starting to see companies uh, that acknowledge you know, not only this goal, but this reality uh, to the extent that they're willing to you know, spend their own capital and cash flow to offset any of the carbon uh, that, you know, their, their companies uh, uh, generate from, you know, whatever they manufacture or just traveling uh, and so on, uh, and, you know, actually buying credits to offset their footprint. And what's uh, interesting from a business perspective is that, you know, as you see more and more companies willing to allocate their capital towards that, you know, it, it, beco- it becomes, uh, you know, uh, a, mo- a movement, a momentum that other companies then are following on that to be able to be seen as, you know, uh, their efforts to be carbon neutral. And this not only affects, you know, manufacturing companies, but even in banking, even in, you know, financial services where, it's services as opposed to actual goods uh, that these companies are, you know, are creating. Uh, even a company like Shopify, uh, that's primarily, uh, you know, uh, an online marketplace for small business owners, uh, you know, creating websites and e-commerce. You know, it's not, it's mostly services and they've you know, committed certain uh, part of their budget every year to buy credits to offset the carbon footprint, you know, uh, that, they generate as a company. So the the key here is one, you know, acknowledging that, you know, this this is real and this is something that everybody's going to be affected by, you know. Even if you live in the middle of a continent, you know, maybe in Iowa or or Missouri uh, away from you know, the the coast, you know, uh, you may not be affected directly by rising ocean levels. 
but you know, you're going to be affected by severe weather, storms, tornadoes, uh, flooding. Uh, so there are many different ways that people will be impacted. And clearly one of the major issues is the fact that particularly in the coast where you know, uh, a large percentage of, of people live, uh, as ocean levels rise, and you're already seeing this on a weekly basis in Miami where certain parts of the city you know, get flooded because of the tide and so on, you know, there's going to be massive displacement of people. And so people moving away from the coast, more inland, will create you know, a, lo- a lot of disruption uh, from housing to you know, uh, en- providing energy and transportation. And so as an investor, you know, granted, uh, we, we have to, to know that these things are happening and you know, try to be part of the solution. At the same time, there may also be opportunities to, to provide capital, invest, and help uh, in these solutions. And obviously, as an investor, make money. So you know, by understanding the impact of climate change to specific industries, that's then where you can be, you know, have your eyes open to where the opportunities are, particularly where this is still early on uh, in the phase. I mean, you've got you know companies like Tesla, you know, that's addressing climate change via electric vehicles, where you know the the vehicles do not emit CO two. Granted, it's not completely uh, zero carbon uh, uh, footprint because. In creating the cars, you know, from from the tires to certain elements of the cars, you know, there's CO2 being generated in the manufacturing, but obviously it's still better than, you know, the combustible engine of other cars that's continue to emit CO2 as the vehicles are being used. So, you know, uh, there there isn't the the foolproof uh, uh, manufacturing process yet where CO2 is uh you know, completely negated in the things that, that are being done. And you will see more and more types of technologies uh, that are being developed and very interesting uh, stuff as well. Uh, uh, really neat uh, concepts um, as well as business model wise in terms of how these companies, you know, make money, generate revenue uh, and also in terms of, you know, potentially high, high margins. Uh, and this is not simply a movement that'll last five, 10 years. This is, this is going to continue on. It's, it's a whole transformation now from the industrial revolution to kind of the next, the next phase, which is trying to create a sustainable long-term you know, uh, environment and planet uh, for, you know, generations to come. So, you know, we need to, we need to know kind of the basic things about climate change and can be broken up uh, into different uh, aspects, such as, you know, uh, what generates carbon dioxide uh, in manufacturing, things that we make, as well as, you know, what CO2 is being generated simply by what we use every day via electricity and power, plugging things in. And then, you know, believe it or not, even with food, food, food tech in particular is going to be a very interesting uh, and growing uh, uh, industry. Uh, you know, and, and a, lot of, a lot of the impacts from climate change, you know, 
is derived from the fact that, you know, forests, particularly in Brazil, are being uh, chopped down and burned to be able to create grazing lands uh, for, for cows uh, to graze and eventually, you know, be converted into, into meat that, you know, people uh, uh, eat. And so there are all of these uh, uh, cause and effects that eventually down the chain, you know, eventually lead to creating more CO2. And the idea is to convert each step to try to negate the creation of more CO2 and eventually try to become carbon neutral. Uh, you know, one of the largest generators of CO2 is transportation from not only cars, but airplanes. Um, and, you know, you'll see how certain companies are looking at unique ways to convert uh, you know, the generation of power for these vehicles uh, that don't generate as much CO2. Uh, obviously, there are challenges in the fact that, you know, with electric cars, for example, and electric batteries, uh, you, uh, that, that's sustainable, but you can't necessarily put a lot of batteries on an airplane uh, uh, to power that. It's, it's just too heavy. Um, and, some of the appliances that we use now eventually, you know, are getting converted to be much more efficient. Uh, and so, you know, we need to, we need to, as an investor, be aware of these changes because it's, it's, it's one issue that's affecting multiple industries. It's not just, oh, you know, here, here's a new industry, say with, you know, automate um, uh, autonomous vehicles, for example. Well, you know, the whole point to this episode is to kind of, you know, take five steps back, look at the bigger picture and understand that this one issue affects multiple industries. Uh, and so by looking at it that way, then you can understand how the connections between one industry to another, electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles, very much linked together, artificial intelligence as well, uh, and, you know, creating more, uh, efficient distribution systems, more efficient manufacturing uh, systems. And so, you know, that's kind of the task of, of uh, uh, an investor is to, to look at the big picture and then drill down and, uh, and look at specific areas of investment and then specific companies. And some of the companies we'll talk about uh, later in the show, you know, will we'll be both uh, mostly public, but also include some private companies that uh, eventually, you know, their their goal is is to go public, um, and so to be aware of some of these will then lead you to looking at other companies as well and and compare them, uh, knowing that you know rarely is there simply one one company with one concept and one you know uh, uh, technology uh, or proprietary system. Uh, there's all there are always competitors, uh, so. Hopefully, you know, this, is, this has been helpful uh, to kind of frame the, you know, the concept that, yes, climate change is a serious issue that, you know, scientists have now called it, you know, uh, uh, an emergency. And, you know, we should start to take steps uh, individually to, you know, be part of the solution. And at the same time, uh, there are also, I believe, specific opportunities from an investor standpoint uh, to, one, allocate capital to, to help in, in these uh, solutions uh, 
and also obviously, you know, may make money, make a profit. So when we come back from break, we'll talk about these specific industries uh, that, you know, is helping to solve uh, issues related to climate change. Uh, I'll talk about six specific uh, industries, some that are, you know, pretty obvious, yet some not necessarily, uh, and hopefully gain some, some knowledge with regards to, you know, the fact that things that we see every day, you know, start to look at, okay, you know, that generates more CO2 or, well, this is something new that, you know, uh, uh, is addressing that issue. So, you're listening to All About Goals and this episode, All About Investing in Climate Change. I'm your host, Tom White. We'll be right back after a break. Don't think you're an investor. We make investments morning, noon, and wait, what time is it exactly? Do we make short-term investments? Long-term investments? We diversify our interests, realize our gains and losses, and try to keep the big picture in mind. You don't need to become an investor. You were born one. Robin Hood. It's just a quarter, right? But what if Acorns automatically saved that quarter every time you bought coffee for a month? What about a year? Ten years? And what about the change from food, movies, parking, gas? What about the change from everything you buy? And what if Acorns invested it all in the market where it can grow through the power of compound returns? What if you didn't have to change your life to change your life? Go to acorns.com slash TV to get $10. Introducing Schwab Stock Slices. For as little as $5, now anyone can own companies in the S&P 500, even if their shares cost more. At $5 a slice, you could own 10 companies for $50 instead of paying thousands. All commission-free online. Schwab Stock Slices, an easy way to start investing or to give the gift of stock ownership. Schwab, own your tomorrow. Hi, Mr. Wonderful here. I believe that startup investing is key to building wealth, but it's hard for everyday people to find access to these deals. Well, I've got good news. On StartEngine, you can discover hundreds of startups raising capital and begin building your portfolio today. For as little as $100, you can own a piece of the next great business. It's your turn to become a shark. Join me at StartEngine.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to All About Goals with Tom White. We'd love to hear from you and help you reach your goal. Call into the program today at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to success at allaboutgoals.live. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Uh, you're listening to All About Goals, and this episode is all about investing in climate change. Uh, as I uh, uh, mentioned in the previous segment, you know, understanding that you know we're 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 in a, a period of time in the planet in which you know the planet is heating up as a result of you know, through the industrial age and, and revolution, uh, you know, 
excess amounts of CO2 you know, has been uh, uh, discharged into the atmosphere. And, you know, the planet has been able to absorb that over the last 100 plus years. Uh, but now we've come to a tipping point where it can no longer uh, absorb it. As a result, you know, it's keeping the CO2 in the atmosphere, which is leading then to a heating planet. As a result of that, now you've got, you know, more severe storms, you know, ice caps melting, leading to ocean levels rising. And we're just in the early stage of this. Uh, uh, we're starting to see the effects of it, uh, but it hasn't led to the major, you know, uh, uh, disaster yet that is what, you know, hopefully we'll be able to avoid over the next 20 plus years. Uh, and in that regard, because there are major uh Solutions that have to be developed to address climate change. I believe there are going to be you know, opportunities from a business standpoint, from an investor standpoint, to invest and allocate capital to help solve these problems and in the process make money. Uh, and so, in, in this uh, part of the show, we'll talk about what specific industries, you know, are either going to be affected as well as, more importantly, uh, are participating in solving uh, uh, the issues related to climate change. You know, the most obvious one obvious is, is energy, you know, the ener energy sector with, you know, the fact that early on in, you know, the, the 1900s and so on and 20th century, uh, you know, coal was a major source. I mean, that's what got us in, in, into the, the electrical age. Uh, but now, uh, over the last 30 years, coal has become a smaller percentage of energy, uh, particularly in the U.S., with natural gas uh, uh, becoming, you know, a much larger percentage. But still, you know, these uh, sources of energy generate a lot of CO2. And so, you know, in transforming essentially the electrical grid, so to speak, you know, other sources like solar, wind, nuclear energy, and, you know, uh, tidal power, tides uh, are, you know, methods of generating energy that doesn't necessarily also generate CO2. And, you know, starting with nuclear, I mean, uh, everybody knows the major issue with nu nuclear energy. We've seen it, you know, particularly in three instances with you know, uh, Chernobyl, Three Mile Island, and then, you know, most recently uh, with the Fukushima uh, plant in Japan uh, as a result of the earthquake there. Um, and, you know, we know the negative uh, parts of nuclear energy, uh, but it's also, you know, very clean and very efficient. And, you know, one particular type of technology that's, you know, being, uh, I guess, uh, developed under nuclear is a way to generate nuclear power and energy without the risk of a melt of a meltdown that happened in, in those uh, particular uh, uh, plants that I just mentioned. And interestingly enough, you know, Bill Gates is, uh, is an investor and in driving that effort uh, with uh, his, his company breakthrough energy. Granted, it's still several years away from any, you know, major scale. Uh, but, you know, uh, they've, they've received approval and permits to, 
you know, to continue to develop that concept where if you can, if you can build a nuclear power plant that essentially almost eliminates the risk of a meltdown, then, you know, it becomes a much safer alternative. And so that'll then, you know, lead to other countries, other companies looking at, you know, nuclear again. Uh, you know, solar essentially become the single largest uh, uh, renewable type of energy uh, over the last 10 years uh, where, you know, the, you know, the, um, Technology there has become very uh, advanced, and you know there are companies now that you know not only sell commercial but also to residential. Where in certain parts of the country, depending on the cost of electricity, you know it's economical, and if not even cost beneficial to have your own solar panels uh, instead of you know having gen- uh, energy. F- uh, generate electricity from you know the 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 city's grid or you know the state's grid itself, uh, and you know there are these huge solar farms you know in the Middle East as well as obviously in the you know southwest part of the country where you know sunshine is abundant uh, that is starting to really make an impact in the contribution of energy you know, relative to the other uh, sources of energy. Uh, With regards to the infrastructure bill that's uh, currently being developed uh, by the Biden administration, wind uh, has a big component uh, in that uh, to essentially create an area outside of New Jersey uh, for essentially a wind farm. And that technology as well has gotten a lot more efficient. And, and you know, if you drive around the country, whether, you know, uh, in, in California uh, or even, you know, in Illinois, Indiana, you'll see a lot of, uh, you know, uh, wind turbines on farmlands, uh, essentially enabling farmers to have an added source of income by, you know, leasing their land uh, for, for these wind farms. Uh, granted, the thing about uh, wind and solar is it's, it's very localized to certain areas where, you know, the sun shines most of the year, as well as, you know, in places where the wind is pretty consistent. Uh, and then another part uh, of the energy sector that, you know, is only starting to really uh, be developed, especially the technology is with regards to using the tides, you know, the ocean tides as a way to generate energy, knowing that, you know, at least twice a day, predictably, you have the movement of, of the oceans uh, coming in and out and, you know, kind of similar to, you know, similar to, to dams uh, uh, with, with the flow of the water uh, generating uh, energy through the turbines. So, Energy is, is very much, uh, you know, an area to look at and, you know, we'll drill down in, in the last segment on specific companies uh, I'll, I'll mention because as anything in investing, you know, you don't just kind of throw, throw mud at the wall and see what sticks. You, you got to know and understand, you know, not only the sector, but the specific companies in those sectors uh, based on, you know, 
uh, their their business model based on you know uh, their their market share and so on. Uh, the second area is construction, and in in this particular uh, industry and sector, you know, this I believe is is going to be one of one of the more transformative. Uh, one because it's a huge part of what's generating CO two. Every time, you know, buildings, uh, uh, roads are constructed, requires both cement and steel. The manufacturing cement steel generates a lot of CO2. And so, you know, there, there needs to be more uh, effective uh, and cleaner methods of creating steel and cement that doesn't generate, you know, the levels of CO2 that it does now. And we'll talk about some really innovative uh, companies uh, uh, that on how they're addressing that. Um, and I think, you know, part of the statistics is that with the, the, the whole urbanization uh, of, you know, of society across the world, it's almost like every uh Every year, I'm, actually, I have to get my statistics on this, whether it's every month or every year, the equivalent of the size of New York City is built around the world in terms of the amount of cement and steel being used. And so, if you kind of try to grasp that, uh, that's a lot of CO2 being generated and that's a lot of materials being used. Um, and so, you know, specifically, you know, more efficiency and cleaner methods uh, in the construction industry for the manufacture of steel and cement uh, is, is a specific, uh, you know, part of, of manufacturing construction that I think, you know, there, there are going to be some, some opportunities uh, for investment there. The third, and which and this is more obvious, obviously, electric vehicles. Uh, the fact that you've got you know, hundreds now at this point of different types of electric uh, vehicle companies and you know components of it, uh, you know, just as early on when you know uh, uh, the the dawn of of motorized vehicles. Now you're seeing. Th- the equivalence of that with electric vehicles. And like I mentioned, Tesla already, uh, everybody knows about that. But, you know, uh, across the world, almost, you know, uh, a large segment of industrialized nations, you know, have their own local uh, electric vehicle company. And you're going to see more and more of that. Uh, And, you know, it's not just in terms of, the you know the batteries in this case, but also uh, in terms of the you know uh, the the components being used uh, within the cars itself, and leading to that, uh, you know I mentioned earlier is the automation uh, of these electric vehicles. Uh, you know, Uber for one you know, has already invested in various companies that you know, are using electric vehicles, but also in terms of automation uh, to where their efficiency is going to come not, not just in, you know, the, I guess the, the availability of, of these vehicles, but the fact that if it's fully automated, then essentially these cars could be used 
24 hours a day, 24 seven, uh, knowing that currently, you know, as, as it should be, you know, Lyft and, and Uber have a certain number of hours that drivers can drive so that, you know, they don't, they don't exceed that and get tired, uh, and you have fatigue and so on. But with automated, uh, autonomous vehicles, you know, that's not an issue. And so, you know, that's where artificial intelligence uh, is another, is another sector, another industry within technology that is helping to address certain issues about climate change, where if you're able to use technology to make, say, for example, the, you know, the routes of the cars, you know, uh, much more efficient, then, you know, you save in certain costs, what, including replacement of tires and, and so on uh, that leads to, you know, less manufacturing uh, of these materials. Um, and then within, you know, kind of the, the vehicle component, uh, another one is aerial vehicles. This is very much going to be the next stage uh, in especially in cities. And we, we're already seeing, you know, uh, dozens of companies uh, trying to develop uh, what are known as uh, AVs, aerial vehicles, as well as uh, AAVs, automated aerial vehicles. Um, you know, it's kind of like the larger version of drones. Uh, but in this case, you know, they're, they're designed to carry people uh, to the extent that not only are they able to transport people what's called last mile you know when you when you travel from one you know city to another you know via airports it's more about the last mile uh within certain neighborhoods where especially with you know uh the rising congestion and traffic having something that you know can fly you from one part of the city to to the other as well as the fact that it's electrical so it's not you know uh, needing and uh, generating CO2 and where it's autonomous so that you don't need a driver. You don't need, you know, uh, somebody, a human to perform that and then ultimately leading to human error. Now it's much more efficient in terms of a system of transport. Uh, and so I'll, I'll mention kind of one of my favorite companies within that space uh, um, and how they're using automated aerial vehicles, not just in transport, but in, uh, in other industries, uh, including safety and fire as well. But yeah, artificial intelligence is, ver- is definitely, you know, a certain component that you can see can be applied to not only electric vehicles, aerial vehicles, but also in energy construction uh, in developing automated systems, as well as machine learning in improving systems uh, that make things much more efficient, much more or less uh, costly, uh, and ultimately leads to higher margins. And, you know, that's what's good for investors. The last area uh, that, you know, may not be so uh, obvious, but I think is also going to be a major part um, in addressing climate change is, is food or, you know, uh, what, what's commonly referred to as food tech, applying technology, uh, once again, artificial intelligence in, you know, the, the growing, the manufacturing of food, uh, particularly food or, you know, certain raw materials of food within 
indoor spaces. So not, not just, you know, with land, but, uh, you know, climate controlled uh, type of, of kind of greenhouse uh, spaces and being able to then use, you know, IOTs in internet of things, different types of devices to control, whether it's the climate, whether it's, you know, the flow of, of water, whether it's, you know, um, uh, different types of processes in, in harvesting uh, the food as well. Food tech is, is, is actually one of the um, uh, kind of early out of all these industries that I mentioned. And it's, it's going to be exciting to see, you know, what comes out of that because uh, it's, it's, it's very early compared to electric vehicles, for example, uh, and solar, solar energy. Um, and, you know, it's, it's global as well because, uh, you know, the demand for, for food uh, and protecting that from the effects of climate change is, is going to be key for long-term survival, obviously. So when uh, we return from break, I'll go through some, some companies, examples of, of, of different companies that are addressing uh, and solving issues related to climate change and taking advantage of opportunities from a business perspective uh, across these six uh, industries that I you know, just uh, talked about. So when we return, we'll talk about uh, companies potentially to invest in uh, uh, related to climate change. We'll be right back. Don't think you're an investor. We make investments morning, noon, and wait, what time is it exactly? Do we make short-term investments? Long-term investments? We diversify our interests, realize our gains and losses, and try to keep the big picture in mind. You don't need to become an investor. You were born one. Robin Hood. It's just a quarter, right? But what if Acorns automatically saved that quarter every time you bought coffee for a month? What about a year? Ten years? And what about the change from food, movies, parking, gas? What about the change from everything you buy? And what if Acorns invested it all in the market where it can grow through the power of compound returns? What if you didn't have to change your life to change your life? Go to acorns.com TV to get $10. Introducing Schwab Stock Slices. For as little as $5, now anyone can own companies in the S&P 500, even if their shares cost more. At $5 a slice, you could own 10 companies for $50 instead of paying thousands. All commission-free online. Schwab Stock Slices, an easy way to start investing or to give the gift of stock ownership. Schwab, own your tomorrow. Hi, Mr. Wonderful here. I believe that startup investing is key to building wealth, but it's hard for everyday people to find access to these deals. Well, I've got good news. On Start Engine, you can discover hundreds of startups raising capital and begin building your portfolio today. For as little as $100, you can own a piece of the next great business. It's your turn to become a shark. Join me at StartEngine.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
You're listening to All About Goals with Tom White. We'd love to hear from you and help you reach your goal. Call into the program today at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to success at allaboutgoals.live. Now, back to the show. All right. Thank you for listening to our show. Welcome back. I'm your host, Tom White. Uh, Today's episode is all about investing in climate change, Uh, trying to understand, you know, what the potential impact is uh, of climate change, of a heating planet where, you know, ocean levels are are rising, uh, where storms are becoming more severe, more common, flooding, um, and seeing how businesses are going to be affected by that, as well as, you know, what different technologies and business models are being developed to solve some of these issues uh, where then it provides an opportunity for investors to apply capital towards that uh, to help solve and ultimately, you know, make money, generate profits. Uh, So we talked in the previous segment about six specific industries uh, that, you know, are participating in solving issues related to climate change. You know, the most obvious is energy uh, with different aspects in the energy sector from nuclear, solar, wind, and even tidal power um, you know, are where companies are developing technologies uh, uh, that don't generate more CO2. Uh, and then construction. Construction is a major, uh, you know, generator of CO2, uh, particularly with cement and steel. In the manufacturing process of those two materials, a lot of CO2 is generated. And so, you know, uh, there are companies that are creating new ways to manufacture those without generating more CO2. And we'll talk about specific companies in this segment uh, under each of these. The, the third is electric vehicles, which is an obvious one as well, uh, in, in the sense that we're now at a point where just as there were a certain number of car companies early on in the you know, auto manufacturing industry uh, uh, in the early 1900s, now you're seeing a lot of electric vehicle companies as well. Uh, and so that that shows not only the demand, but also you know the the the, the technology uh, uh, you know, being very much uh, developed, and part of that then leads to also uh, uh, the next kind of you know level of transportation is aerial vehicles, uh, especially in urban areas uh, with a lot of congestion, you know having vehicles that can take you from one part of the city to another and where many of them uh, are electric as well. And then the technology also supporting a lot of these other industries, whether it's nuclear, whether it's construction, uh, is artificial intelligence. The, The systems in which technology is able to create more efficiency, learn, from different inputs uh, in these systems as things change 
makes things more efficient, which also then ultimately leads to lower cost, is another part that I believe uh, is contributing to solutions uh, um, related to climate change. And then the last, and probably the, the least known, uh, is food tech. The way in, in which companies are looking at way new methods of growing uh, food and uh, materials related to food uh, that is also trying to counteract effects of climate change and you know, creating more efficient distribution of food uh, you know, is, is another area. And, and that one uh, is, is, I think, one of the earlier, uh, kind of earliest um, of the six uh, that I just mentioned. So, in this last uh, segment, you know, we'll go through about a dozen uh, different companies, and I'll try to do it in in kind of the same order uh, in terms of uh, their industries. So, you know, starting with energy, for example, you know, one company, and this is a public company, uh, is Jinko Solar. Uh, they're one of the largest uh, manufacturers of solar. Uh, panels and solar technology, and uh, yeah, they've they they actually have the largest kind of solar farm in the world in the Middle East, uh, with yeah you know, with acres and acres of solar panels, uh, you know, generating energy uh, for Abu Dhabi in Dubai, and they've also been able to you know to do it on uh, uh, a smaller scale for, you know, residential. So it's not, but obviously commercial is, is the larger part of their business. And they've now come through, you know, four generations uh, of improving their technology. Uh, and, you know, the fact that uh, they're, th- this is a Chinese, you know, publicly traded company. The fact that they manufacture a lot in China gives them competitive a- advantage in terms of, you know, production costs manufacturing cost. Um, and they've been, you know, very successful even during, you know, the, the last year where, you know, with the pandemic and, and the economic downturn, uh, they've, they've continued to grow. So Jinko Solar is, is, is one that, you know, uh, I like uh, and, you know, have, have, uh, have been basically keeping up with over the last, you know, couple of years. Another, uh, and this is, happens to be another Chinese company, and this falls more on the electric vehicle side, uh, is BYD. Uh, and you may have heard of this uh, because Warren Buffett uh, invested in this uh, over a decade ago at this point. And, you know, unlike Tesla, that's mostly, uh, you know, personalized vehicles, uh, BYD has been able to, to manufacture and sell electric vehicles, not just, you know, uh, for individuals, but also on the commercial side uh, with, you know, with trucks and vans, uh, uh, larger vehicles and, you know, for commercial purposes, which, you know, in many cases, uh, you know, have higher margins uh, uh, than, you know, than, than individual cars. Um, And then obviously Tesla, 
uh, Tesla has, you know, uh, has shown in the U.S. Uh, certainly uh, that you know that electric vehicles is 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 now the cool the cool thing to to own, um, and other car manufacturers in the U.S. are you know not only copying but trying to to compete, uh, but they've they've certainly uh, uh, you know not only continued to grow, but been able to, to keep that, that competitive advantage thus far. Now, within the space of electric vehicles is a company uh, that just went public uh, um, in the last several months uh, that is focused specifically on electric batteries uh, called QuantumScape. And they're, they're still early in in their business cycle, uh, uh, they're still in the process of refining and, and, and perfecting and developing their battery, but they're developing what's called a solid state battery that if they're successful and are able to scale, will Im- dramatically improve batteries currently being used uh, for vehicles to where not only do they last longer, but they're much more efficient. They, they don't generate as much heat, which is one of the issues early on with electric vehicles catching fire and has longer charging uh, capability in terms of multiple times and faster, uh, faster time of, of getting to a full charge. Uh, and so, you know, they've been able to develop this solid state and are now trying to refine it. And, you know, uh, it's uh, it's kind of the next uh, phase, if not, you know, some call it the holy grail in electric batteries. So something to you know to uh, keep an eye out on QuantumScape. On the construction side uh, industry, there there are two companies that you know, like I mentioned, concrete and steel are uh, two raw materials that you know where there's a lot of improvement for clean uh, manufacturing and uh, more efficiency. One is Boston Metal, where you know, they're, they're using uh, their own proprietary method of producing steel without CO2 emissions. Uh, they're still early on, uh, but, you know, they're definitely at the forefront and some, you know, uh, some, someone to, to keep an eye on and look at. Uh, on the cement side is carbon cure technologies. Uh, and what's interesting with cement and carbon cure is that they've developed a way to actually inject CO2 in the production of cement. So instead of CO2 being discharged uh, into the atmosphere in the, in the manufacture of cement, they're actually injecting into the cement and they're finding that it's making the cement more flexible, malleable, and also stronger as a result of injecting CO2. So it's, it's definitely a, a potential game changer because, you know, they're, they're able to, to accomplish, uh, uh, you know, z- uh, net uh, zero CO2 emissions and also improve the product. Uh, which is rare, and so Carbon Cure Technologies is is uh, is another uh, uh, company, and this one specific to construction and cement. On 
the kind of artificial intelligence, but here more related to automation, uh, uh, you know, autonomous vehicles is a company called AVA Technologies, A-E-V-A. Their specific technology, because there are several other companies that have developed technology for autonomous vehicles, what sets them apart is that their technology is able to, um, I guess, measure uh, and factor in not only 3D from the standpoint of, of images and objects, but they call it 4D. Uh, and the fourth dimension is speed, knowing that when you have, you know, when you have an autonomous vehicle you know, down the road, you got to factor in speed of other objects as well to be able to you know, estimate uh, you know, any convergence uh, in the destination of, of objects. So you know, that's, a, that's one to definitely look at. And, and you know, Volkswagen has partnered with them and invested several hundred million dollars. Now, my favorite of all, in, in, in this, and this is in the aerial vehicles, is Ehang. It's a Chinese autonomous aerial vehicle company um, where it's des- they're designed to transport people from one destination to another within urban areas. And, and obviously, they also have uh, um, drones for delivery, and they've partnered with DHL. And everything is autonomous. So they use artificial intelligence and machine learning, but also they've developed vehicles, aerial vehicles for firefighting where, you know, if you've got, you know, a hundred story building, obviously firefighting truck can only go up so high. uh, They're able to, you know, uh, attack those fires at those levels. And so, you know, let me finish with, you know, a, a, a company that is in the food tech industry called Edible Garden, that's a private company, and they have, have you know, efficiently designed a way to grow uh, certain you know, types of, of food uh, that, you know, that I think is, is going to be a, you know, a model for, for other food tech companies. And so hopefully these, you know, these companies have given you some ideas of, you know, what to look for and kind of monitor as you look at potential investment opportunities. Uh, We're coming to the end here. I want to thank you for listening to the All About Goals radio show. I'm your host, Tom White, as this is uh, our our last episode, I'm signing off and uh, keep achieving. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in for this week's edition of All About Goals. Please join Tom White and another guest next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help you achieve your financial goals one program at a time. 